What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside co-host Jack. Uh, and today, you're listening to the 120th episode. I already said that, but welcome. We are talking about baseball. Baseball is back. Uh, we are a couple days late. The season has already started. By the time you're hearing this, it's probably two to three games in, but better late than never. Jack, welcome back. This is the first time we're recording. Not welcome back. I don't know. I don't know why you said that. I just meant welcome to Philadelphia. This is the first time we are recording an episode in person in quite a while. This is true. It's great to be back. <laughs> yeah. This is the studio. This is where it all started. That's I no, I guess. <laughs> it started right here in this basement. I guess so. Yeah. So, so we're we're gonna talk about MLB today. Uh I if you know me or follow along, you know the MLB is not uh my strongest of suits. Strongest strong suits. There you go. It's when you're weaker suits. One of my weaker suits. Um, but so Jack has got us covered. So I'm going to be facilitating a conversation today. Uh, and Jack's going to be educating us all. Facilitate me. Um, usually temp would be joining us, but, uh, it's just going to be Jack today. Um, and we're just going to be covering the NL, NL today, yes. and we're going to be doing the AL in a couple of days. So that should be out early next week. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get right into it. Um, I guess we can start with the NL East, I guess. Nice. NL Beast. Made that up right now. No one calls it that. <laughs> I mean, maybe it should be. It's feel like regarded as probably the best division in baseball, right? Um, At least the most competitive. Definitely in the NL. Yeah, I'd say that's probably accurate. Best division in baseball. Yeah. Yeah, so I, uh, I probably know the NL East the second most probably behind the central right so i i i listen to um i guess we'll get to the phillies in a second here uh but i do listen to a lot of philadelphia sports radio on my way to and from work so i probably catch about anywhere from half an hour to an hour a day of philly sports radio and especially the past week or so they've been really ramping up the phillies talk really Um, what are they even saying i bet a lot of our listeners know this have maybe listened to this but i haven't yeah, I mean, everyone seems pretty optimistic, uh, but they do recognize that it is a very tough division with the yeah. the Mets making some moves, the Braves um, being the powerhouse over the past however long, how many couple of years. And, you know, Nationals, they didn't have a, a great season last year, but obviously winning the World Series two years ago um, and making some moves to bring in some other names and the emergence of Juan Soto. So everyone knows it's a tough division, but they are, they do like the team overall. Sarah says, oh. uh, let's start with the Braves. The okay. Braves win the division last year in the shortened season. Uh, and they go to the NLCS. They lose in seven to the Dodgers, the ultimate uh, World Series champions. Uh, Braves have, you know, been good in the regular season the past however many years, but they've fallen short in the playoffs. Can't seem to get over the hump and make it back to the World Series. Um, how are they looking this year in your eyes? I like the Braves a lot. And I mean, I kind of like the Braves every year the past few years, but um, I think what's been 
and they've added pieces, but I feel like what's been holding them back kind of is their rotation. Um, but I feel like it's kind of shaping up this year. Um, this guy coming up, I believe he's a rookie. I don't know if he, no, he did get time in the playoffs last year. It's Ian Anderson. I know there's, uh, talk, there's rookie of the year grumblings, um, mentionings of him. I don't know the odds on rookie of the year, but I know that, um, I don't know. He's been uh, highly touted, and he has some experience in the postseason, so that's that's a plus. Um, they bring in Charlie Morton too. Um, they, again, they got their Max Fried and Mike Soroka, so I think their rotation is better than uh, what it usually is going to this season, from what I remember. Um, but the highlight of this team is is their offense. Their offense is awesome. Um, they got Ronald Acuna Jr. leading off, who I love Ronald Acuna Jr. He's probably one of my favorite players in the league to watch. Um, the reigning NL MVP. Right. I was just about to get to him. Freddie Freeman. Um, very consistent every year. Uh, finally got that MVP last year. Maybe over a long, a full season, maybe wouldn't have got it. But you can say that about anyone, really. So they had to give it to someone. But no, I mean, no disrespect to Freddie Freeman. He's awesome. Um, and they have, uh, they, Marcel Zuna, uh, they bring him in too. And uh, he had a bounce back, I want to say last year, but he adds a lot of power to this lineup as well. Um, yeah, they also bring in Travis Darno. Uh, do you remember we what the Yankees raise game we went to in 2019 and Travis Darno hit three home runs? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, their lineup, their offense, this division is so good. <laughs> but I'm going to say, yeah, they got the best offense, I'd say, one through seven. Um, right now, they come in at uh, per FanDuel odds. They're not the favorite to win the division. At plus 140 to win the division, the Mets are, we'll get to them in a second, Mets are plus 130. Um, I like the Braves to win the division. Oh, there you go. It's going to be a close race in the East. It should be. Um, I know the, I mean, people are, you know, discounting the Marlins. I know they made the playoffs last year and made it to the the second round. Uh, but it seems like anyone else could win the division. Phillies may be a little bit of a stretch, but certainly the top three probably wouldn't be so surprising. And I don't know what the odds are there. I'm, I'm sure they're pretty close, all three of them, right? Right. And just, I just want to clarify, Marcel Azuna, um, for the Braves last year, Led the league in home runs and RBIs, in eighteen home runs and fifty six RBIs. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, right, yeah, we'll, we'll see if the the pitching staff uh, with with the additions they brought in can put them over the put them over the edge and beat out LA in the in the NL this year. Um, we'll move on to the uh, New York Mets. Uh, Obviously made one of the biggest acquisitions of the of the off season, bringing in Francisco Lindor, who signed his big extension the other day. Um, I believe it was ten years, three forty something. One of, the, yeah, I think it was three forty. Something settled around, on something around there. I know that that was, uh, you know, was he going to sign an extension before the opening day? And it finally came in the the night before, right? Um, right as I was going to bed, so literally right, right at the uh, the last second there um but what about the Mets a lot of people are high on them as you said FanDuel has them as the favorite to win the east correct um 
are they going to improve? Because last year they weren't there. They weren't great, and they always seem to. Uh, I don't know whether it's injuries or yeah, they seem to fall a little short. So how are the Nats looking in your eyes? Right. Yeah, you hit it on the nail on the head. It's injuries is kind of what plagues them from year to year. Um, which ultimately they fall short of expectations because of that. Um, you know, I'm, there are reasons to be more optimistic about the Mets this year than previous years, largely because of the whole indoor thing, um, which that's great. He's fantastic. But what I worry about the Mets is I, their identity for the past several years has been their rotation and their pitching staff. Um, Excuse me. Um, but I it's not looking as strong as you'd think right now. Um, they obviously have DeGrom, who's the best pitcher in baseball. Um, I don't think that's even a question. Uh, they got Marcus Stroman in there, uh, who he opted out last year. So, you know, he was an all-star the previous year in 2019. Um for the Blue Jays, uh, but um, I don't know. He hasn't been in the mix for a while, so who knows what uh, – I mean, he's still a very talented arm. I'm not going to – I don't want to knock him too much, and I like Stroman a lot, but, you know, he's taken a lot, taken a lot of time off, so that's, that's something to be tentative on. Um, Carlos Carrasco, he is starting on the IL. I believe he'll, he's expected back mid-May. Um, and also Noah Syndergaard, who's coming off a longer injury. I believe, is it Tom? I might be Tommy John. I don't remember. Um, he's expected back in June, I believe, at the earliest. So already two solid arms um, they're not going to have in the beginning of the year. And then outside of DeGrom and then Stroman, there's, it's not looking uh, too dominant. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, to talk about their uh, – their their lineup here um most likely have brandon nimmo leading off he's solid and then i'm gonna assume lindor at, at the slot in the second spot um michael conforto is a very great bat in third and then pete alonzo had a down year last year um but we just talked about this and i feel like it's kind of the the norm on on considering the the players performance of 2020 it's such a short season, and if they had a down 2020, then I'm kind of going to throw it out the window a little bit because um, it's only 60 games. So Yeah, sometimes you see in a full season these uh, these guys catching fire in the second half of the season, right. and it's baseball's, you know, it seems like largely momentum. Like if these guys are batting yeah. well, it's it's a game of ebbs and flows. Right, a lot of so, runs, yeah. So uh, – like you said, 60 games, everyone kind of had to, had that expectation that it would be a little, little different, you know, guys that are typically having great years may, you know, have struggled in the, you know, what would, what would have been like the first third of the season, essentially. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what the Mets, uh, like you said, the rotation may look a little bit, uh, somewhat slightly depleted, but you know, they add Lindor and they, maybe their, their offense can, Pick it up because I again what I don't really I don't know specifics with the numbers but it, there was always that narrative how uh, the stat of how Degrom would have won so many more games if the Mets would have just scored like I think over like two runs or something like that right so yeah 
Yeah, though they should be getting more run support than uh, in years past. So that's something to be hopeful for the Mets. We'll move on to the Washington Nationals. Um, The Nationals obviously coming off the World Series two years ago, and they missed the playoffs this last year in the expanded uh, 16-team playoff of last year. So quite the down year for the Nationals. Uh, but they look to uh, get back right in the mix. They acquired Josh Bell from us. Yeah. That was a sad Christmas Eve. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, and obviously Juan Soto is a is a big name who was going top three in fantasy drafts as we had our fantasy baseball draft the other day. Yeah. Um, obviously he's super, super young and, you know, he's going to be a great player for many, many years. How are the Nationals looking um, is their pitching is the rotation still the strength of the team? How, how, how what are they? You know, how old is Max Scherzer? Like 36, 37? He's got to be pretty, he's got to be up there right now. I'm gonna guess 36. And yep, 36. Okay, we got it. Is he showing any decline? Um, I mean. <laughs> No, I mean, going off of what we've been our our 2020 narrative, I mean, sure, he didn't have a a Max Scherzer standard. season. Yeah, um, it's not a bad season. I mean, he, uh, I mean, I don't know. Still, a his K's per nine was above 12, so that's still fantastic. But um, other numbers you can debate. But anyway, I mean, he's still a great number one. They have, um, you know. Uh, a veteran arm. I mean, he's the cornerstone of their franchise at this point. How long has he been there? Since 2015. Okay, he was on the right. Okay. Um, it's tough. The Nationals are a solid team. It's just that the division's so tough. Um, they had their top three guys in their rotation in Scherzer, Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin. And that's fantastic top three. Other than that, they kind of fall off at the back end of the rotation. I see they have John Lester now. Oh, okay. He's got to be like, what, 42? How old is John Lester? (laughs) I mean, he's not going to be 42, but like how – I'm going to say like 39. Oh, he's 37. All right. But still, he's old and doesn't really have – he hasn't shown much in the past two years. Um. Anyway, um, but they're uh, offensively. You mentioned Juan Soto. He's a, one of the most exciting players in baseball. Um, also, Trey Turner. He's fantastic as well. Uh, I mean, arguably, those are two like top 10, 15 hitters in the game. So, uh, And then they bring in Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber as well from the yeah Cubs. So... I mean, it's going to be so weird seeing Josh Bell in a Nationals uniform. Um, And Josh Josh Bell didn't have a fantastic 2020. um, But, you know, he could have maybe taking the pressure off trying to carry a franchise. Right, exactly. Could could benefit him, you know, batting, especially batting behind Juan Soto and Trey Turner. So, Maybe you can yeah, a lot of the eyes tick up again. Yeah, so. a lot of opportunities to drive in runs. Um, but yeah, I mean, Josh Bell obviously for the first two thirds of the 2019 season was right in the thick of the NL MVP race. Um, 
I, wasn't that the year that Yelich and Bellinger were having like fantastic years as well. Correct. So, yep. um, you know, aside from those two, like fantastic seasons, you know, he could have been in the mix right up until the end where he kind of fell off, but um, could be a perfect, you know, piece to this lineup that's looking to get back um, to where they were a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, that, this is a solid core of pitchers that I feel like Corbin, uh, Strasburg and Scherzer have been there for like, what, like they, I feel like they've been around for yeah, them three together a for a while. been a few years and the, yeah, very good top three in the rotation. Yeah. So yeah, this, like, like we said, this is a really good division. All these teams, even the Phillies, which we're going to get to next here, uh, very solid. I, I mean, I like their lineup to be honest. The Phillies. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. So I guess, I guess we'll transition right into them now, but um, Phillies are a team that, again, expectations were sky high in the city when Bryce Harper came a couple years ago. And uh, so far that hasn't quite lived up to the expectations of where, where the standard was set, but uh, Phillies just under 500 last year. Um, Want to hear a stat? Okay, sure. Phillies haven't had a winning season in over 10 years. Wow. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Let me just check that. But I'm like almost positive. Yeah, that that that's crazy because uh, it doesn't seem like that long, to be honest. Right. So. Um. Let's just see real quick. I have it up. Um. Going. Yeah. So this is win percentage. Twenty twenty four sixty seven. Twenty nineteen. Uh. Five hundred. 494, 407, 438, 389, 451, 451, 500, 2011 was their last one. Uh, that's when they, yeah, they were, that was a fantastic year. They blew it to the Cardinals in the first round of the playoffs. They had 102 wins. I remember that yep. year. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, but this Phillies team looks pretty good. Um, especially the offense, the offensive side, uh, they're hitting like, I, I like their lineup to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't really know they're pitching behind Nola, but is it like what's the guy's name? Zach Eflin. Um, yeah, he. I guess Zach Eflin would technically be the number three, but Zach Wheeler is another arm from the. Uh, they signed him in the off season from the Mets. What off season was that? He was there last year, so it was the twenty nineteen to twenty twenty off season. Wheeler uh, came in. So, I mean, that's a very solid one, too. Noah and Wheeler. Eflin, I don't like a lot. <laughs> and then, like, the rest of their rotation is pretty bad. Like, Vincent Velasquez, who's not great. Um, Chase Anderson, Matt Moore, I see here. You know, it's a, it kind of falls off a cliff after Noah and Wheeler. And that's really been the, uh, that's really been their issue the past few years their primary issue because um, their offense, I like a lot. We just mentioned their lineup. Um, you know, they signed JT Realmuto to the con uh, four-year contract, I think. Um, I mean, he's the best catcher in baseball, so that was a great signing by them. Um, McCutcheon's back leading off, and, I mean, he's we love McCutcheon, and he's still a solid bat to lead off. Um, looks like Reese Hoskins. I see slotted in here at the two spot. Uh, he's been really up and down. 
Um, but you know, he has potential. He's still a solid bat. Um, and then he got Bryce Harper. So we all know Bryce Harper. <laughs> um, but what I think make made what may make the difference this year is a full season of Alec Bohm. Um, a very highly touted prospect at third. And, uh, you know, if he, um, he has potential to really be a strong piece of this lineup. And if he lives up to that, um, I don't know, that could really make a difference this year, I think. And even the back end of their lineup, they have, uh, Didi DeGorius, Gene Segura, who were both very good hitters. Um, it's like one through seven. They're, they're pretty, that's very solid. You know, they may not have like Bryce Harper is like their, their star power, quote unquote. They may not have the star power of like these other lineups, like to compare with like Lindor and Alonzo for the Mets, Acuna and Ozuna for the Braves, Trey Turner wants to go for the Nationals, but like they're, consi- they're pretty solid one through seven. So, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Alec Baum is like, Big topic of conversation. Uh, On Philly, Philly radio? Yeah, yeah, a lot of talk about him. So yeah. we'll see how he does this year. Um, see if they can get some improved pitching behind Aaron Nola. And that, that uh, those are clearly the X factors for the Phillies. Right. Um, it's going to take a lot for them, to a lot to go right, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities for them to maybe squeeze into a wild card spot this year. Yeah, FanDuel has them at – uh, the fourth best odds to win the division at plus 850. Um, I don't disagree too much. My prediction, which I can reveal in full at the end, but I got the uh, the Phillies in third just because of how good this division is. But honestly, if the Phillies are in the central, they win the central. Um, so it's tough. Yeah, they should definitely be like the favorite if they if they were like the favorite or you know close to maybe, it. Maybe yeah, yeah, the cardinals or something but yeah good point there um we'll move on to the miami marlins who surprised everyone last year they fought through covid they think it was the first team with a big covid outbreak um they finished above 500 in the weird season that it was they beat the cubs in the first round of the playoffs uh how you know what's the situation with the marlins here jack is that a fluke um, they've got a lot of pirates, ex pirates players. So <laughs> they do. Um, I don't want to, be- I don't want to think it's a fluke because teams that are supposed to be bad, that just are somehow good. Like the Marlins last year, you want to root for, but I kind of think it was a fluke. I mean, over a full season, I don't know. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't see them finishing above 500. I mean, if you extrapolate their, the win percentage out to a full season of last year, it's only come down to like 80 like barely above 100, like 84 wins. So, um, yeah. And 84 wins, like I think they played far above their expectations. They definitely did play above, played far above their expectations. So, yeah, I don't see that happening again. Um, they, um, their pitching's not that great. Uh, highlighted by Sandy Alcantara, who was an was their only all-star in 2019. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. Their rotation's not that great. Pablo Lopez. And then, let's see who else here. Elizier Hernandez, Trevor Rogers, and Sixto Sanchez. Um, it's not great. Uh, 
but I don't know any of those names. Yeah, right. It's not it's not much to to highlight there. And their offense, I mean, it's kind of fun for us to look at because they got former Pirates and Corey Dickerson. Very solid at that. I always like Corey Dickerson a lot. And then selling Marte. Um, you know, I want to... Is Cervelli still on them or no? No, I don't think so. But Stalling Marte had a uh, pretty good season last year. I was, I'm just want to look up his numbers real quick from last year. Arizona, right? And he was on. Uh, he was traded mid-season. He played 33 games for the Diamondbacks. And I mean, yeah, he had a batted like 311. Wow. Yeah. For the Diamondbacks, I mean, he did worse for the Marlins towards the end of the season with them, but um, I don't know. He was, ra- at least for our, in our fantasy baseball rankings, Stalling Marte was ranked 42nd overall and like the 11th outfielder. Higher than I thought, but um, I don't know. I mean, he's going to have to carry a, quite a load for the Marlins. Um, behind him, they got Jesus Aguilar and Adam Duvall. Um Hagelar's got some power, yeah, right? They're solid. They're solid bats for sure. But I mean, I don't know. It's just not. There's not really much to be excited about the Marlins. Um, they got a guy named Chet. His first name is Jazz. J A Z. That's cool. That's fun. He's got blue hair. He's fun. We in the gate. We were just watching the uh, Marlins Rays that the Marlins just blew and lost. But Jazz Chisholm had a. Um, had a triple to lead things off in that late in the game and sparked their offense and they got a lead. He's got blue hair. He's fun. I believe he's a rookie. And I don't really know exactly what the expectations of him is, him are, but I don't know. Yeah. Marlins aren't great. Projected last and probably anything you read. Last in their division. FanDuel plus 3,200 to win the division. So... Yeah. So, so what's your NLE's prediction? Um you kind of you kind of hinted at it. I did. I got the Braves at 100 wins, 162. Um Mets second, 94 and 68. Um Phillies in third, a little bit of drop off at 85 and 77. That could have been higher. It's just really tough because the division's so hard. It, it could be closer. Nationals right below them, 83 wins. And then the Marlins, I just put 70 wins. Um, but again, like the Nationals have a shot to win the division. Like one through four, I know it, the Mets and Braves more likely to win the division for sure. But the Nationals and Phillies, you can't count them out, which you can't say that about any other division. Right. Yeah, that'll be a very competitive division. And uh, we'll move on here to the NL Central. The which- worst division. It should also be competitive, though. I yeah, feel like that's true. Yeah, another division where I feel like a lot of a lot of these teams could win the division. To be honest, true. Um, we'll get into the NL West here, and that's that's going to obviously be a much more decided race. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we, we'll start with the we'll start with the Cardinals. They they got to be okay. the favorite, right? Uh, per Fandle, yes, they're the favorite. But if you read, a, I've read a couple articles or just a couple predictions out there. Um, it's kind of all over the place. Who's going to win the division? Um, one through, I mean, everyone, excluding the pirates, anyone can win it really. Hey, now, 
Yeah, I, I, I was looking at some win totals yesterday, and I believe the Cardinals were the favorite to win the Central, but I think their win total was only like 86. Yeah. So, like you said, probably the worst division. Could be very competitive. Um, but we'll see. Four of these teams made the expanded playoffs last year. Everyone but us. <laughs> um, but let's start with the Cardinals. They they bring in uh, Nolan Arenado. Do they trade for him or sign him? It doesn't matter. It was a trade. Okay. Um, obviously, they have, they have a great pitcher in Flaherty. Um, yeah. What what do you think with the Cardinals this year? Um, Are you agreeing with the hype to win the favorite to win the division? Do you I agree do. With that? Yeah, I think they're going to win the division. Um, looking at just rotations, um, I mean, I guess you could you'd say the Reds got the best rotation, but I don't know. I I think they got the best pitcher in their in the division in Flaherty. Um, yeah, I I just like him a lot. He's a fantastic ace they got. And then to their the rest of their rotation, they got the oh, what's his name? It's Quang Hyung Kim. He, I believe, came from the KBO uh, and dominated the KBO. Uh, up until 2019 and he was on the team last year and he did sell he did very well last year in the shortened 2020 season um so they're looking to develop him further and you know he could be a very uh valuable piece to their rotation and they have other guys that have just been around for a while and names that you recognize like adam wainwright miles um michaelis carlos martinez and well uh, john gantz so or no he's in their bullpen but whatever. So their rotation is is solid. I like their rotation. Um, they have a good amount of like decent bats. Um, Tommy Edmond and Paul DeYoung. Uh, you know, compared to just looking at these lineups compared to the East, it's just such a such a stark drop off. I don't know if I use that word right, but stark we'll go with. <laughs> um, but they bring in Nolan Arenado, and I love Nolan Arenado. You know, looking at referencing our fantasy baseball rankings or the ESPN top three hundred, whatever. Uh, he that thirty six overall, which I really thought was too low. I mean, maybe, maybe there's, there's some, some kind of kind stigma, stigma around, around him that, that he played he been playing in uh, Coors Field his whole career, which that's a very batter friendly park, very hitter friendly park. You know, with the thin air and this the stadium itself, it's it's helps hitters a lot. But if you look at Nolan Arenado's home and away splits, he does the same thing on the road. So it's not. I don't know how much that narrative should be disproven. Is what yeah, you're saying? Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I think it's it's cool to see Nolan Arenado on a division favorite. Um. Great guy, and a, he's a fantastic player. Um, other than him, Paul Goldschmidt, who he's got to be old. How old do you think he is? Let's look this up. I'm going to say 33. Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, maybe he's not that old. 33, you're right. I used to pick Paul Goldschmidt and beat the streak all the time. Um, Paul Goldschmidt, I believe, had a good season last year. He did. Good to see him bounce back. Yeah. Um, I mean, not even bounce back. Like he, 
Uh, yeah, he dropped off a little he bit from. Little bit. So he was so in the Diamondbacks his whole career. And then 2019 on the Cardinals. His average and, you know, his slash line on base, his OPS, like that dipped a little bit. But his power numbers, if you look, at, he still had 34 home runs and 97 RBIs in 2019. And then, I mean, last year he, um, I mean, his batting average and on, on base percentage was 417 last year. That's fantastic. So, yeah, I guess you could say he, he picked things up a little bit. So they're going to have to rely heavily on Goldschmidt and Arenado, but that could get it done in this division, especially behind how much I love the rotation. I mean, Jack Flaherty, like if, when he's on, I believe the, the back half of 2019, like he was unhittable. I want to look at, I don't know. It's not worth pulling up his stats, but just you might remember, like he, he was on fire back in the 2019 and that's the Jack Flaherty that just imprinted in my head and, if he can do that or something close to it, then like that's going to be deadly. So top what pitcher in baseball, in your opinion? Um, in the NL, I said best in this division. He's not better than Degrom. In the NL, like a top. I pitcher. Five. Yeah, definitely top five. Like Nola. But then you got the uh oof, I don't know. A lot of good division pitchers in the uh well on two teams in the NOS, but we'll get to that. So yeah, we can move off the Cardinals. Who we got next? Uh we'll go with the Cincinnati Reds. You uh mentioned okay. their rotation, um, which is always pretty solid. Yeah. Um and um you know, a team that I feel like also has some relatively high expectations the past couple of years, but have not found themselves, um, you know, firmly. I mean, last year they were barely over 500 and they make the expanded playoffs. But other than that, I feel like previous years also had high expectations, but fell a little bit short. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you're usually high on the Reds. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. I hate the Reds traditionally but i mean yeah not like evaluating their team maybe i am but um like where do you see like i know like like this year like going into you know can they build off of last year and what do you think well they lose a cy young in trevor bauer um yeah that's a big blow yeah i nonetheless i mean i mentioned it talking about the cardinals and comparing rotations and like they arguably may still have the best rotation in the division. Um, but I mean, highlighted by Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray, that's a very, very good one, too. Um, it kind of drops off a little bit towards the end now. I mean, losing Bauer, I mean, Bauer was their number one last year, but you know, that losing him that bumps everyone up on the depth chart, their back end of the rotation isn't great. Like Tyler Male. Uh, oh, Miley. Uh, Wade Miley, Jose De Leon, like it's, it's not that great. So that could be significant for them. But their lineup, it looks they got a lot of power in Nick Castellanos. Um, as a driving deep left field, and it's gonna be four one by Castellanos. It's gonna be four one ball game. 
Um, you know, Eugenio Suarez also, um, and Mike Mustakas, he, uh, he really killed the pirates in 2019. Um, and I mean, everyone in 2019, I want to say he had 40 home runs. I'm going to look that up real quick, but that's just another, I mean, what he probably bad in like fifth or sixth for them. Oh, we have 35 home runs. All right. But yeah, he's got a lot of power. Um, yeah, a lot of power in this lineup. Joey Votto kind of fell off, but, you know, they still got to put him in there. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's really tough. I, uh, I'll i say the prediction, actually. We'll, we'll move on to the uh, – who was Brewers. The Brewers. Um, I read something that had the Brewers projected to win the division, which could happen, but I don't – personally see it happening um brandon woodruff leads off their their rotation as a number one did you draft him in our fantasy league i did okay um he's very good yes. i remember from yeah. remember from the previous seasons um when we well, jack and i went to a pirate game in 2019 obviously not last year with no fans he but started didn't he i believe he was pitching that game if i'm uh, not mistaken yeah, and he was fantastic. Yeah, because we didn't. Really, I don't. I mean, I think we only had one run up until like the last inning where we kind of that was the crazy game where we came back, right? Yeah. And I don't think we had much offense going in the beginning, and that was largely due to him. Um. So yeah, a good ace. Um. But uh, yeah, I don't that know. That game was what do you cool. Think? I don't know. Like that was a very fun game. We sat in left field, so I mean, right, right. Yelich was right there, so that's just I don't know. It's just cool that. I don't know, watching, being that close to, you know, a, a star. But anyway. Um, Let's talk about him. Can he return to his 2019 uh, season? Status? Yes. He he had a down, I mean, a down season, a down season per batting average, at least. I believe he only, like, floated around 200, but. Um, he had that streak where he, like, struck out, like, 16 times in a row. Right. And he even made it himself, like, in a. Uh, he posted on Instagram uh, like right before opening day saying, I forget the exact wording he used, but he heavily acknowledged how bad he was last year, which I. He's taking accountability. You don't, yeah, you don't really see, I mean, any athlete in general really just blatantly saying, I sucked last year. <laughs> so um, I love Christian Yelich. I really wish he was on a team I could root for, but I, Christian Yelich is awesome. Um, and we said, we, I mean, he had a down season last year. Um, yeah, I guess 12 home runs and 22 RBIs. What's that? Extrapolate that. That's, I mean, that's still 32 home runs and uh, like 60 RBIs. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I definitely think he can bounce back. He's He was an MVP in 2018 and was a, I thought should have won MVP back to back in 2019. And, I fully expect him to return to like 40 home runs, 100 RBIs, and, you know, OPS between 1,000 and 1,100. Um, I don't have any concern about him. Um, the rest of the lineup, though, it's not great. Um, I mean, Keaston Hira, I like him a lot. Um, let's, let's see who else they got. Here's the projected lineup I have here. Colton Wong. Colton Wong, 
leading off second base, and then Lorenzo Kane in center, then Yelich, then Hira, Travis Shaw, third, Jackie Bradley in in right. Um, other than that, I don't know. They could surprise me, but I hope not. I don't like the Brewers. Um, I should mention Corbin Burns. Their other, uh, I guess you can say he's their number two, which he's um, he had a good 2020 whip around one and ERA at 211. Started like 10 games, I think. Yeah. Um, finished sixth in the sign voting. <laughs> So, I mean, that's a, I don't know, it's a good one too they got, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see if that's enough to really compete um, with the other teams here. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see with the Brewers. Uh, we'll move on to the Chicago Cubs, who won the division last year by uh, three games, um, but they fall to the Pirates, the undefeated Pittsburgh Pirates in the first game of the year. That's right. Um what, what do you think with the Cubs? Uh, I feel like they're when they obviously when they're going to the World Series, they had uh, elite pitching and everything, and they're that was just a good team. But I feel like their pitching kind of has fallen off. Am I mistaken with that? You're not mistaken at all. Um, I mean, if you I doubt anyone bothered watching the Pirates Cubs on opening day, but um, their opening day star Kyle Hendricks, I he's solid, but. He got, you know, got knocked around a little bit by the Pirates. And, uh, I mean, they they trade – the big trade that they – this offseason was you Darvish went and they bring in Zach Davies, who – Zach Davies is a good pitcher. Don't want to slander him too much. But you Darvish had a fantastic season. I believe he was second in styling voting in the NL last year. So, um, that's a drop-off. Back into their rotation – Jake Arietta's back, which man, he looked awful in Philly. Trevor Williams is there. Oh, really? Um, he hasn't been great since like a few years now. So I mean, maybe he can bounce back, but I don't know. We'll see. It's not. I don't know. Their pitching's not good. I'll put it at that. It's not great. Um, their offense looks. I don't know. Their offense looks all right. Uh. Wilson Contreras, he's a very one of the best catchers in the league. Um, for some, the catcher position, like offensively, isn't. Yeah, it's never the strongest. Yeah, so I mean, best one of the best catchers in the league. Like, congrats! Like that's that's cool, but like it's not like a that impressive. Um, like to put it into perspective, he's the fourth ranked catcher, fancy baseball terms, fourth ranked catcher. Pre ESPN and 144th overall. So, right. Yeah. I did notice that. Yeah. Um, um, Anthony Rizzo is a you know, cornerstone of their team. He's, he is what he is. He's still, he's good. But um, Chris Bryant, I want to look up Chris Bryant's numbers because I really do feel like Chris Bryant was like a one year wonder. Um, you know, he won MVP in 20. 16? Like, the year they won the World Series, he probably won MVP. 2016, yeah. Um, 2016, let's see. He had 39 home runs, 102 RBIs, OPS 939. I mean, he's, uh, I don't know. Decent. What about Javi Baez? 
I liked Javi Baez a lot in a couple years ago. Um, like he was one of like their the best like in 2018. Yeah, led league in RBIs in 2018. Second MVP voting. Um, I liked him in 2019 too. He had a solid season. Pretty poor 2020. I'll put it. Uh, I mean, great defensively in 2020. He had a Gold Glove, but offensively, um, bad at 203. So. I mean, he could bounce back and contribute. I mean, I think he maybe like slotted in the sixth spot. Um, they got Jock Peterson, which I believe that's new. Um, I think so too. Yeah, I think he need an RBI in the in the opening day, so it could be. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's been on the Dodgers his whole career. Um, I don't know. Yeah, twenty nineteen. I mean, he's the home run derby in twenty nineteen. Remember that he had that year. He had thirty six home runs. Um, again, another another guy who had a down twenty twenty, but but maybe him and Javi buys if they if they shake off their twenty twenty, um, that can push the needle for them. I don't know. I don't know. Their pitching's pretty bad though, so that's why I don't have much faith in the Cubs. Yeah, from when I was looking on DraftKings yesterday or two days ago, I do I do believe they were fourth favorite to win the division, and like I said, that could be do their pitching. So. Yeah, we will see uh, what happens there. Pirates uh, already have one victory over them this year, and we'll move on to our beloved Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, Let's go. Worst team in baseball last year uh, by a a pretty big margin for the 60-game season. Uh, We were were 19 and 41, right? Correct. Worst team in the league by two games, three games, excuse me. Which is, uh, you know, a lot if there's only you're only playing 60 games. Uh, traded Josh Bell to the Nationals, as we mentioned. Yep. Also traded Joe Musgrove to the Padres. Yep. So and uh, Tyone to the uh, and the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. So. And I mean, we could keep Keone Kello to the Padres. I mean, Chris Archer and Trevor Williams weren't good, but they're gone too. Yeah. So we sold a lot of players. Yeah. Um. You have said, I don't know if this is an exact quote, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Pirates won 70 games. What did you mean by that? Explain you know, to Hogline Nation. I've gotten even more outlandish. And I, s- I said 80. <laughs> um, all right. Well, all right. Well, hold on. Here we go. Here so we go. let's, go. the Pirates, obviously one of the least talented teams in baseball. Yes. You look at their roster and paper. My assessment of the team going into this season, I know we're one game in already. By the time you're listening, it could be two or three. I think we've got a gritty offense with some solid hitters. Okay. I like Adam Frazier a lot. I've said you to always. you to him that I've never seen him strike out in my life, and he always makes at least contact with the ball. Yeah. Okay. I think he could hit around 275. Yeah. I mean, two, yeah. Maybe 280. I think he's a career like 280 hitter. I think he's a very solid, very solid player. major league bat. We got key Brian Hayes, who I believe is the favorite for NL rookie of the year. That's correct. He batted three close to 400 in his like month and a half in the major last year. 376. Um, yeah. Homeward on opening day. I got a lot of optimism for him. Great defensive player as well. Right. Um, Brian Reynolds, who is a good hitter. Like he's just a good hitter. I know he right. didn't like, he was a little dipped a little bit last year, but um, 
and he was in contention for the batting title. I don't think he had enough bat, right. at bats, right? That one, his rookie season. Yeah, he his rookie season in 2019. He did have enough at bats, and he was right up there with the batting title. Um, down 2020, which we said a million times this podcast, but you know, um, maybe you can write off 2020 for a lot of these players. I mean, he's. I think he batted close to 200 last year, which is very uncharacteristic of Brian Reynolds. Like at every single league he's been through, um, he hasn't. He hits. He makes he hits. contact. Yeah, with the like ball. he's above 300 hitter. So I think I really do think that's a fluke, and I think I honestly believe he'll bounce back. So, I mean, that's someone that people may be sleeping on. Um, and if you look at the rest us. of the lineup, like Colin Moran. Um, you know, compared to some of the other four hitters, probably not like the best compared to some of the other ones we mentioned. No. But I do feel I don't feel like he's like a scrub. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I, don't I think, in like he should be hitting in like a seven or maybe six spot. In like a normal on, lineup, uh, yeah, on, on like an actual an actual baseball team. But, um, I don't know. I think he, I mean maybe I'm just. I like him because I watch Colin Rand so often, but I, like I, I do think he's a solid piece too. A lot of like solid pieces. And you know? Kevin Newman, who broke the spring training record. For yeah, the past he, 20, 30 years. Yeah, he batted. I think like six. I sent you the number. I think it was like six thirty six or something in spring training, which is like the highest since like nineteen ninety three. I mean, we can't put too much stock in spring training numbers, but um, he may be a little slept on. He had a very poor twenty twenty. Uh, but you know, in 2019 as a rookie, he was above 300 hitter. Um, see, that's the thing. I foolishly made the claim that we can win 80 games. Now I'm not just being like a, a biased, optimistic fan. I know the pirates stink. We have no shot at making the playoffs. We have no shot at making the playoffs in several years. And when we're on the brink of making the playoffs, we're going to sell our good players, and then we're going to do this whole cycle again if we're under the same ownership. I understand. I just think it'd be very characteristic of the Pirates just to win, like somehow win games, you know, and not like not win meaningful games. Like going five, going 80 wins isn't like, doesn't do anything for you. Like I just think we'll do it, and it's not going to mean anything. But it's going to be fun because we're going to win some games. But our over under, I, like here, let's just put it this way: I could see by mid July we're like four games out of the division. Yeah, and that too, the division stinks. So it's I don't know. We'll compete. We're undefeated right now. We beat the Cubs. <laughs> our our over under is uh nine and a half. Nine and a half. I think we smashed that. Smash that over. Right. So if you're looking for some free money, smash it. Let's Pir- play. We got to play something. All right. Can we still do that for win totals? No, actually, no? the season started. All right. Well, we're a couple of days too late. Uh, quick, we'll we'll move on because I'm sure people don't want to keep here us blabbering about the Pirates. Yeah. Um. All right. We didn't even mention the pitching, but that's definitely it, the it don't that's it don't, the we- don't mention it. Honestly, that's the weakest it's part awful. of the team. <laughs> like, if anything, like it's gonna. Like our offense is going to be more fun to watch than yeah. obviously the pitching. We're optimistic about the offense, but uh, the pitching is going to be brutal. So that, honestly, that's what's going to hold us back. We can we can move on. Mitch Keller and JT Brubaker doesn't ex- excite you? Not at all. Let's go to the West. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, I I just wish like I know I know like Musgrave's good. Like I wish we could have kept him. Should I, mean, I give my prediction real quick for the Central? 
Yeah, go ahead. I got the Cardinals winning at 93 and 69. Um, Reds at 88 and 74. Brewers 80, 86 and 76. Cubs 80 and 82. Pirates 75, 87. Okay, 75 wins. There you go. I don't know. You hear that, folks? 16 games over the, excuse me, win total. So hopefully you got your Pirates bets in there before the season started. Uh, before we move on to the West, a word from our sponsor, Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, Pennsylvania, they offer custom fittings at your preferred locations as well as their, at their um, main location in Center City, Philly. Uh, make sure you say you make sure you mention, excuse me, that Hogline sent you when you visit in store or reach out with an inquiry to take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. You only have one shot. Only got one. Yeah. Gotta take it with Mr. T's. Use it wisely. We're going to move on to our last division of the day here, the show, the NL West. Um, not as competitive as the other divisions, Definitely as we talked not. about. Um, I'd say there's probably a 90% chance of the Dodgers winning it and probably a 10% chance of the Padres winning it. I don't know if I'm off on those percentages, but Dodgers, the overwhelming favorite, um, as they probably should be. Padres making a lot of moves, and they are doing everything they can to compete. Um, and then the rest of the teams are kind of just there. Dodgers odds winning the division do you know them i don't but i'm gonna get something like minus 300 that's exactly correct it's minus 300 I, that was a complete guess <laughs> um yeah i i haven't looked at the al odds yet but i can't um, um uh, prob maybe the yankees may be in minus but yeah minus 300 so they have the best odds win the world series best odds to win the nl and the best odds win the division so um, Dodgers win the World Series and then bring in the reigning NL Cy Young and Trevor Bauer. Um, and in his debut tonight, he had a no hitter watch through six or seven innings, then foolishly let up a home run like an idiot. So stupid idiot, Trevor. Um, their rotation's great. <laughs> um, it's kind of like uh. In 2018, I feel like it was a dominant Kershaw Bauer, sorry, Kershaw Bueller and Hunjin Ryu, who was the ERA leader. Um, it kind of similar to that, just insert Bauer there. Um, but even like the back end of their rotation, they have Dustin May, who was a very uh, highly touted prospect coming up. He was a rookie last year and I believe had a decent season. Um, and then, you know, their fifth guy is like David Price or like Julio Urias. Urias. Um, yeah, probably Julio Urias. So it's a one through five. It's a great rotation. And then they have depth in David Price, who's old, but, you know, I don't know. An occasional start, you can you can roll with that. Even if there's an injury, that's a, you know, not, not teams don't have that. So, um, yeah. So their, their rotation is fantastic. And, I really, I feel like people are saying that Kershaw is like 
over the hill. Yeah, which I mean, I guess you could say he's in the back nine of his career. Um, maybe he's like 32, 33, but but he doesn't need to be for this team. Right, exactly. And he he last year was the first year he had an ERA above three. And his ERA was 303. And this was over 60 games. So if it was over 162, you know, that could definitely drop below. I want to read off his ERAs for this whole career real quick. Like, I find myself doing this more often than I should, just like looking at Clayton Kershaw's stats. Three Cy Youngs and an MVP. I mean, yeah, he had an ERA his rookie season of four, but whatever, throw it out the window. So since 2009... 279, 291, 228, 253, 183, 177, 213, 169, 231, 273. I'm sorry, in 2019, he had 303. Last year, he had 216 over 10 starts. Um, Yeah, that's just dominant. Yeah. I mean, I don't love ERA. I shouldn't be throwing out ERA like I, I'm praising ERA as much as I am, but it's just a stat that people know, so that's why I'm throwing it out there, but anyway, we all know Clayton Kershaw is good at throwing the ball. <laughs> um, I know we're going off a little bit of a tangent here, but just real quickly, like what what pitching stats would you recommend people looking at? Like are more indicator of uh, real success. Obviously, we all know wins is bogus as well, yeah. um, uh, but like what is a better statistic to look at? I love FIP, field independent pitching. You know, just simply, it's a little bit of a convoluted equation, um, how that's calculated. But it just essentially, I mean, it's in the name. It removes the fielding aspect, you know, your defense um, in, in, and it measures your pitching performance. So I think that should be, that in my opinion, that should be the standard um, of how we analyze a pitcher. Whip is a good one. That's a more common one that people know. Walks and hits per innings pitched. Um, I'm also a big fan of Ks per nine, strikeouts per nine innings. I mean, again, that's just a indicative of how you know your strikeouts. So it's only you and the batter, not doesn't no feeling involved there. But um, I like FIP. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was just question. curious. Yeah. So. Um, I guess a quick word on the Dodgers, uh, rot- um, not rotation, excuse me, uh, lineup. Uh, yeah, I mean, what is there to say? Mookie Betts and uh, Seager and, and know, Bellinger. Bellinger. And I mean, there's, yeah. No one else is a top three like that. And, I mean, not even, Mac, Max Muncie as well. <laughs> like, it's um, it's hard to compete with. Um but to move off the Dodgers quickly, let's transition to the Padres because my bold prediction of the podcast this episode is uh, Padres win the division. What are their odds? Probably plus plus two hundred. Yeah. Okay. Um, Spot on with these odds today. <laughs> you are. Now, uh, they're called Slam Diego for a reason. Last season, they I, I haven't checked their. Uh, which team led in home runs? I want to say it's the Padres. Um, but here I took okay to make I attempted to make a case the Padres beat the Dodgers in this division. Um, if you take 
the top four hitters from each team on the Dodgers and the Padres. So for the Padres, we're talking Tatis, Machado, Eric Hosmer, Will Myers. And for the Dodgers, I have Mookie, Bellinger, Corey Seager, Max Muncy. I took their stats, the four of them on each team from last year, and extrapolated to his 162 game. Um, the Padres got an average of 38 home runs, 113 RBIs, batting average of 289, and OPS of 924. Dodgers, 37 home runs, 92 RBIs. That's a 21 drop off. Batting average of 257 and OPS of 844. I'm just really trying to make a case for the Padres here. Um, I, ever, I, a lot of people love Tatis, and I do too. He's a very, very exciting player. And it's kind of crazy how, I mean, he's already, he's signed through 2020, sorry, 2034. Um, wow. I'll be 36. Yeah. And he's like younger than you. Wow. Um, so he is stupid rich. Yeah. Like he, he didn't even play all of 2019. He has 140 game MLB games under his belt and got paid like $350 million. It's a lot of money to give yeah, someone. Like that's how, that's the potential that everyone sees in him. Um, yeah. So uh, we, we know how great both of these offenses are, LA and San Diego. Uh, let's look at the Padres' rotation. Yeah, I also um, want to talk about that too, right? We talked, uh, you know, about Joe Musgrove going there. Uh, Blake Snell, they bring in. Right. Um, you Darvish, correct? That's correct, yeah. So they bring in all three of them, right? Mm-hmm. They were not there last year. So, mm-hmm. uh, wow, I mean, that that's great for them. They're really trying to – compete right up there with LA right in all facets right exactly so you Darvish was second in Cy Young voting last year um Blake Snell won the Cy Young in 2018 I think 2018 had a down down issue year in 2019 bounced back in 2020 in the shortened season obviously he's on the Padres now and I think he'll greatly benefit his numbers will greatly benefit at least from playing in the NL, not having face a DH. So, um, you know, that's something to be excited about for Blake Snell. Uh, you mentioned Joe Musgrove, who, you look at his numbers on paper, you know, is not something to be too excited about, but we've watched him closely the past couple of years. And I he's like got his, good stuff. Yeah. I like his potential a lot. And he's not going to, he's not going to be asked to be like their ace, you know, they're, their number one, which he was asked to be with us, you know, he could realistically be their number five. <laughs> um, they have Chris Paddock, who down year last year, but in 2019, he had a fantastic rookie season. So, um, you know, he can bounce back and very well be like their number three pitcher. That's fantastic. And excuse me, they also have Denelson Lamette, who uh, he's young too. Uh, but he had a fantastic year last year in 2020 in his 12 starts. He, I think I have it. Yeah, I have it up here. He had an ERA of two, 209 in his 12 starts last year. It was fourth in Cy Young voting. So um, they have a great one through five. You know, it's that 
top end of their, I don't know. The rotation compares decently with, with the Dodgers. I mean, they don't have, they have one former Cy Young and Blake Snell, but you know, the Dodgers have five former Cy Youngs with like all of Kershaw's and Barton Bauer. But I mean, regardless, rotations are pretty comparable in my opinion. And the offenses, I gave you those, um, those stats of prior. And I mean, the, the back end of the Dodgers lineup, they have maybe have a little more solid pieces like towards the, like eight in their seven and eight spot. But, you know, I don't know. It can, yeah, ha- it can happen. It can I, happen. I, re- I think it's really interesting with the Padres how I really do remember. Again, I don't really follow these things super closely, but there, all, there was that buzz that like they had a, they had a lot of good prospects coming up. Yeah. And that they had like number one farm system. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's just like, that's just like talk. But now we're actually seeing it come to fruition. Right. Like three to four years later. Um, and even, even when Manny Machado signed there, what, how long has he been there? Two years, three years, um, three years. I think it was the same year as Bryce Harper. Right. So this yeah. will be his third season. Yeah. Night. This is third. Yes. So I mean, even like when he signed, I think people were like, Oh, why would you go to the Padres? Right. Right. But now yeah. like, you know, they're looking like I. I don't know if you have World Series odds right there. I do, uh, but they're they, the third. They're third in the whole of the league. Plus eight hundred, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So see, like, right. I mean, it's kind of unfortunate for them that they got to go against right. um, a complete powerhouse, um, mm-hmm. and then they're mo- most likely going to have to probably play in the wild card game. Right. Yes. So that, that's unfortunate for them, but I mean, they're really putting it all together here. So it's it's good to see for them. Yeah, and I will add, um, you know, I may be going with the pop like they really came you just said it. they came onto the scene like it seemed like the you know very quickly and i may be like jumping the gun on them um but i don't know i maybe i'm having dodgers fatigue they've been good for so long but also diamondbacks giants and rockies like they're gonna rack up wins against them i think the 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 three through five in this division is pretty poor. So that's, that's also something I have going for their win total, but you know, they got to go through the Dodgers as well. Right. Yeah. There's the Padres, excuse me, Padres Dodgers games may be very exciting. So I'm definitely going to have to tune in to some of them. Yeah. Um, All right. We'll move on to the final three teams. Uh, The giants. Um, Any word on the giants? Not much. They kind very of, they nice, stink. very nice uh, stadium. As we were discussing, fantastic stadium. I it's, I've never been to it, but it's the one, the one I most. How 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 do I try to say this? Number one on your bucket it's list. One of my bucket list for LB stadiums. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, great stadium, but bad team. You know, I uh, how they? What was their record last year? Do you have standings up? Twenty nine and thirty one. Yeah, so, so they were um, they were right on the brink of the expanded. They lives. were right, but you know, I kind of think that's a fluke too. Like this, they stink. Um, Buster Posey, what he's still on the he's team, still right? There, yeah, he's old. I he's actually honestly, I think I looked this up the other day. I don't think he's only like thirty-two. It just seems like he's so much older. There are a lot of concussions. Um, he's thirty-four. He just turned 34 last week. Happy birthday. Um, Happy birthday, Buster. I would have thought you were 38. I mean, I've always liked Buster Posey. Like, and I remember when he was really young and like, I, 
when I was playing Little League and I was a catcher and I really like I liked him a lot. I mean, he's a former MVP. Yeah, a former MVP in 2012. Um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> What's the rest of their lineup looking like? I don't really know too much about the yeah. Giants. Um, um, I'd say their best hitter is Mike Yastrzemski. Here we go. I'll just read it. Austin Slater, Mike Yastrzemski in right. Second base. I don't know. I mean, this is very, this is kind of tentative from what this article I read off of. Donovan Solano, Evan Longoria. Okay. Um, wow. Evan Longoria and Buster Posey and Brandon Crawford, too. We got here. A great Flores. team in 2011. Yeah. Um, and Johnny Cueto on the mound. Wow. Um, Brand- about 10 years behind. Brandon Belt. Maybe he's not good. Let me check his number because I feel like he should be. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was an all. Yeah, he was an all. Been around for a while, hasn't he? Um, yeah, since 2011, he was a rookie. I mean, he, I don't know. He's always been on the Giants. Yeah, he had a good 2020. Right. Okay. His OPS was above a thousand. Um, 30 RBIs. Bad at 309. I don't know, but you know, it's not. You can't get too excited about the Giants the Giants offense and they're pitching to like Johnny Cueto and like Kevin Gausman, Anthony Desclafani. It's not, I don't know. All right. That'll be enough on the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see if their 2020 was a fluke or if they will yeah. repeat. Um, I wouldn't even say success. I was going to say repeat the same success, the repeat the, mediocrity that they did i'd be very surprised if they repeat the mediocrity yeah uh we'll see uh we'll move on to the arizona diamondbacks um rough 2020 for them they ship shipped off uh starling Marte midway through last season uh any word on the diamondbacks Um, are are they i don't know if you have an answer to this but would you be more optimistic as a diamondbacks fan or a giants fan Probably um, the answer is none of the above. But yeah, yeah. I had to pick. No, I'd pick the Diamondbacks. Um, I mean, out of both teams, I clearly had the best player in Cattell Marte. Um, he's great um, offensively, but, you know, it's not much to be excited about. I mean, it's, I feel like I, have, I haven't... I haven't taken a deep dive into the Diamondbacks Giants comparison here in the 2021. Sorry, I kind of set you up there. The, no, 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 no. I, I didn't mean it like that, but I haven't taken a deep dive into the offensive comparison with the Diamondbacks and the Giants. However, I just looking at them right now, I feel like they're pretty comparable, except uh, the fact that they have Cattell Marte, um, who's like head and shoulders above the rest of the collection of hitters I'm looking at here. Um, but their rotation is uh, definitely better Don't than the Giants. Don't they have Bumgarner now? They do, and he's old, but, um, you know, that's better than anything the Giants have, honestly. Um, excuse me. They have uh, Zach Gallon, who I believe is in the mix for – I don't know if he – I know he had he had a great 2020 uh, with ERA, sub three, 275 ERA with his 12 starts, just ninth in the Cy Young voting. Um, that's something, uh, you know, they have guys that I recognize at least and Caleb Smith, uh, we bet on Merrill Kelly tonight. 
uh, technically. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. He got me my. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention this. Scoreless first inning bets are back. Those are, are back. Our, we mentioned them before, right? A while ago. Uh, that's one of our favorite bets. Always bet score. So this is what we do. We take. Um, uh, we look at the pitching matchups that are on the on the slate for the night and pick the best pitching matchup, and bet it to be a scoreless first inning. Because first off, exclude the just throw the pitching matchups out of the window. Think of the last time, every baseball game you've watched, nothing happens in the first inning. They're just getting started. Like, no one's warmed up. You know, everyone's. I mean, it is the better hitters, typically. All right. Yeah. But, like, not. They, but that's when the pitchers are on their game. So, you know, nothing happens in the first inning. So, better scrolls first inning. We did it tonight. We probably that game in another game, four for 14. It's a lock. You can just. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we'll move on to the final team. Uh, the Colorado Rockies. They have competition with us for the worst team in the league. Um, I'm going to say they're better. <laughs> I mean, they have Trevor Story, who fantasy baseball rankings, he's 11th overall. We don't have anything close to that. They also have Charlie Blackman, who's very... He's old, but I mean, he still hits and he's consistent. So, um, yeah, we don't compete with that. And CJ Crone is a solid piece. They have Elias Diaz. Wow. Um, you know, it's not outside of those three Crone, Story, Blackman. There's nothing like it's not good at all. I mean, obviously, their big story of, uh, of them this offseason, they lost Arenado, traded him. Um, I mean, it's clearly, a, I guess, a rebuild. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Blackman is traded because um, he's old, you know, traded to a very uh, – traded to someone who's definitely competing. And they could – I mean, I don't know if they're going to trade Trevor Story, um, but they could get a lot out of him. Um, How old and, is he? Uh, I'm going to look right now, but not too old. I want to say, like, mid to upper 20s. Um I have it here. 28. Um, you know, their pitching stinks. I mean, we mentioned it. Who are we talking about? Arenado, that situation. But, you know, it's tough to pitch in Colorado. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they're pit, they don't have good pitchers on top of that. <laughs> don't bet scoreless first if you're... Yeah, if it's the game's in Colorado, do not... If the Rockies are playing, don't bet scrollers first innings. That's a that's a good rule of thumb. Um, bet the bet over 0.5 runs. Mm, that's risky. I'm not because the Rockies that. aren't great. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, just just think about it. I don't know. Anyway, okay, Rockies. Yeah, you're right. We probably we don't have that star power per se, but we've got Adam Frazier. <laughs> true. Uh, the guy who never strikes out. That's true. Um, so. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, the Rockies, I think they had the second lowest win total when I was looking, but I, I could be mistaken. Yeah. Um, I get my prediction real quick for the West. Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, my bold prediction, Padres win the division, 99-63. It's, I mean, I put it very close. Dodgers, 97-65, second. Diamondbacks, 81-81. and 81. Rockies, 75-87. and 87. Wow, I had the Giants losing division, 68 wins, 94 losses. Um. 
Yeah. All right. There you go. There you have it, folks. What what's what's your NLCS prediction? I don't know if you have that. I don't. It's back to five teams. Um so yeah, who would be your playoff teams according to your prediction? Well, let's run through it real quick. Okay. Um, my playoff teams, the one Braves, two Padres, three Cardinals, and then the playing game would be the Dodgers Mets. Wow, we get a DeGrom. Take your Bueller. pick, Bueller, Bauer, or Kershaw. Honestly, it could be any. I mean, they'd probably roll whoever's the hot hand. Bueller's gonna win Cy Young. That's my bold prediction. Okay, I don't think that's that bold. I think he's like the third best odds, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, my Cy Young, I just went with Degrom. He's at plus three sixty, I think, on FanDuel. Um. All right, so let's walk through it real quick. I know that this is this Jack did not prepare this, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna walk through it. The playoffs? Here. Yeah. Okay. Dodgers um, Mets one game playing game. Who's t- who's winning it? Who's going on? I'll take the Dodgers. That's fair. And then wow, that'd be a Dodgers Braves. Yeah, it'd be Dodgers Braves and Cardinals Padres, and you know what? I'll just do it. I'll take. My Dodgers fatigue is kicking in. I'll take the Braves over the Dodgers. Um, wow, that's tough. Yeah, I guess I'll go with the Braves. And then I'll take the Padres over the Cardinals. The Padres, Braves. And that's hard. You got to pick one. Eh, we'll, ride, we'll ride the hot wave. We'll go with the Padres. I'll be. I'll just stick to what everyone's going with. The hot team. All the right. popular team. Perfect. There you go. All right. So Jack is big on the Padres. Um, and there you have it, folks. That is our NL preview for the MLB. Uh, I know we're a little bit late, as I said, but better late than never. Um, stay tuned for our AL preview, which will be coming out um, probably, I don't know, Tuesday or Wednesday, probably yeah. uh, sometime mi- early to mid next week. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And um Enjoy some baseball, folks. Yeah. Um, I know March Madness is winding down. I know the NBA's and NHL playoffs are coming up in about a month or two. But, um, yeah, just enjoy some baseball and uh, go Pirates. Uh, we're ready to shock the world this year. I can feel it. Um, all right, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, we will catch you next time. Follow the show at Hogline Podcast on Instagram. Uh, and good luck to everyone still left in the pool. By the time they're hearing this, it's probably going to be the championships. Yeah. Probably down to a couple people. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, good luck to everyone there. And be sure to subscribe to us and share the show with your friends if you feel so inclined. And uh, we will catch you next time. Folks. See you.